Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Hi-yo, everyone. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, the unbelievable, the mystical, the magical, the macabre, New England's own Van Helsink. With me from the penthouse in East Bridgewater is the blonde bombshell herself, Ann Carrigan. Well, good evening, everybody. How are we all doing? Just terrific i'm just, just up here in the penthouse living the dream got right? your wine got my wine can't beat that i went through my bucket of tea so <laughs> got a beautiful yeah. view of the darkness out my window but you know whatever mm. it's okay it's all I'm excited because we have a guest yes. tonight that i'm really excited about so if we all just praise the lord and give me a big amen for the yeah. reverend tim shaw Amen, brother. Amen. And pass that collection plate because there you know, you, go. you know, God's God's word is 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 free for all, but my time isn't. So everybody, dig deep, dig deep, and dig deep. <laughs> How are you, my friend? Oh my goodness! <laughs> I can't. Go. I can't. I can't complain. Can you can you tell that I may have been a sideshow barker in another life? I I really think so. <laughs> could have been. Could have been. Well, looks looks like you're doing better than your Buffalo Bills have been doing lately. Oh yeah. Well, you know, let's put it this way: they've been playing better without a crowd. So what does that tell you? <laughs> what, what are you saying, Tim? What are you saying? I I can't even I I can't even comment anymore. I'm just I'm just sort of like. Yep. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we, we want to thank you for joining us. It's been a while since we spoke to you. I, can't, I was trying to think. It's, it's been like two years, I think. Probably. Yeah, probably. Unbelievable. Yeah. And you guys just get you guys just get younger. That's all there is to you guys. The two of you must have like portraits up in your attics because let me tell you the two of you are just getting younger and younger and younger <laughs> no we're just using younger and younger pictures on our pages 100 percent. Right. <laughs> uh yep going backwards yep. going backwards there you oh. go yeah <laughs> so, well, i've been drinking a lot of alcohol and bombing myself so i'm good <laughs> <laughs> so, hey listen listen 2020 if anybody has an excuse to drink Everybody's got an excuse to drink with 2020. It's it's brutal. 2020 is the year that wasn't. So there you go. It's anyway. Well, it, it you know what? It, yes and no. For me, uh, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, I was the last couple of years. I've been on the I've been on the road a lot, and uh, so when this hit. I thought I was going to go crazy. I really did because I'm so from May right through into mid-November, I'm just about every, almost every weekend I was gone. This year it came to a screaming halt, and I have to say that it didn't bother me because I was able to get writing projects done. We moved. I was able to go and uh, 
you know, start cataloging all my haunted objects, unusual objects, oh, cool. and repairing nice. all of my paragear that that has been destroyed over so many years of yeah. using it. <laughs> Packing. So, you know, I, I really I can't complain too badly, but I can understand where a lot of people. It really this has been taxing on so so many people. I've actually done pretty good. I've got a lot accomplished here at the Love Shack, and uh, so I'm <laughs> I'm excited about that and. and and my wife and I have actually gotten along really well, so that wow. be that. <laughs> well, so. you know, we know Saint Jan is a saint, so yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. I mean, <laughs> listen, over over her grave will be a a marker that says, "Yes, I'm a saint. I'm just waiting for my halo." That's all it's going to be on there. I think she already has it. <laughs> you know the the song there with the halos on her for post bed. Well, that's her. Anyways, <laughs> Anyways uh, you are an interesting man. You have so many things going on. Your uh, the thing I want to talk about right off the bat is your haunted items. And, sure. Uh, sure. You know, I I myself collect various items as well as I think any people who've been in the field for a while like to you know, dabble in it a little bit. Uh, so tell me, how did you get into it? And, and when did you start collecting them? You know, I never really paid much attention to them. Even when, even when years and years and years ago, and, uh, you know, when I was really studying with the spiritualist religion and, and serving churches and that sort of thing, it never, it never really bothered. I, you know, to me, it was, eh, it was just something that was out there and people, and I used to think people, thought this stuff was, you know, haunted or whatever. And I never, I didn't put very much credence into it. And then I got a a kind of an unusual case where uh, people just brought stuff into the house and and it exploded. Basically all this stuff started to happen. And I knew Johnny Zaffis for, for a couple of years back then. And so I got a hold of him. I said, Johnny, I said, I know you collect this stuff, you know, this, you know, I back then we used to call him a, ha- a haunted hoarder is what we used to call Johnny. <laughs> and uh, I said, really, let, let's talk about this. And he's, we, we talked for about an hour and he really opened my eyes. And I un- and it's funny because he put it in terms where I could understand it. And uh, it kind of fit in with the religion, the spiritualist religion. Mm-hmm. And I realized at that point, everything is vibratory, everything is energy. So, yeah, if, you know, thoughts, we believe thoughts are things and, uh, you know, everything is energetic in some way, shape or form. So that makes sense that, you know, a spirit, and I'll just put it in air quotes, personality can influence an object through focus or intent. And I thought, oh, okay. So, you know, I said, Let's just remove this article out of the house. Let's see what happens, right? Let's see what happens. Boom. It was like somebody shut the refrigerator light off, you know. Bang. <laughs> Nothing happened after that. And I'm going, this is interesting. It was just like a little, it was a piece of jewelry that somebody bought at a tag sale or an estate sale or something. And it was like amazing. And I said, well, let's do an experiment. Put it back in the house and see what happens. It wasn't two or three days later, stuff started to amp up. You know, the uh, shadows were getting long again and knockings and, you know, some voices they would hear, disarm, you know, 
this kind of voices. And, and I was like, huh, I was taking it out of the house. Boom. It's like somebody shut the light switch off. And I was like, wow, now that's interesting. That's interesting. Now I've got something that I've actually personally experienced. So it's sort of like the collection started to grow from there. And uh, it's amazing. It's simply amazing the amount of garbage people send to me oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. every year. And it's and you know it's so funny because ninety nine point nine percent of this stuff is perceptions. Mm-hmm. And they think it's haunted. And you know, you know, if so you believe, so it is. And they a lot of in most in most cases it's really not. It's something else that's going on. However, if it makes them feel better to get rid of the piece, and uh, you'll be glad to take it. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I've so, got any, to, anyways, Tim, before, I, I want to just throw my own experience into that. Yeah. I want to hear this. Uh, you know, when I first started doing this, I didn't believe in a lot of things, and certainly didn't believe in the haunted items. And what I, I did is I I started to think about because you know I'm a, a good old Catholic boy, so I started to think about my own religion, and I realized that we have many relics and basically what is a relic but you know something where another person's energy has been imposed on a particular object so it made perfectly sense after that okay and well you know right not too far away from us uh as a matter of fact last christmas nancy my wife nancy and i uh we attended a concert at saint gualbert's uh Uh church in chippewaga new york and that possesses, I believe, the largest collection of relics of of saints in probably New York State. It is amazing. Really, it's just amazing. Um, I, it's yeah. it, it's a whole like a little grotto, and uh, I said I've got to go over there and I'm gonna t- I got to take a couple shit pictures just for my yeah, own collection. You know? It was amazing. So I walked over there, and I'll tell you what. <laughs> it felt like like something like was pushing against me, and oh. it felt my so hot. And I'm like, wow, this is a concentration of items. This is amazing what was in there. And I, I I'll tell you what, I I probably counted up to probably a hundred relics, and oh really, and, and and I didn't count them all. So yeah, it's 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 a it's a nice church, and. Uh, I'm not sure where they got them from. I believe the pastor collected them over the years, but don't quote me on that. I'd love to go see that. Oh my God. Oh my God. It really is. And you know what? This is something that uh, people don't realize. Now, you were able to go and cross over into the realm of your own religion and understand it, where a lot of people are pretty ironclad where they won't do that. And when I think about these objects now, there, it just there's no religious connotation to them. They are either good or bad, and you know either you got to take them out or they're venerated or they're loved by the people. But isn't uh, it energy transfer basically? I believe I believe 100 percent that yeah. an energy transfer. So that's what a relic would be too, is energy yep. transfer. The so that's why you have the different classes of relics. So right. you, yeah, you know, and, and let's face it, you've got I've got I've got all sorts of great what they call class class three or class C relics where they're actual pieces that are touched to the actual relic itself. And I love those pieces. And I swear people, when they see those, their eyes get big and they're like, Oh, 
this is this makes sense because my mother always carried these like little rose petals or whatever that are you know that are encased in uh, in plastic right. uh always carried them in her purse always carried them in a bible always carried them wherever she went and she and they all swore that they brought them good luck and i thought there you go that that's that's all part of it it's all part of the belief system Here, and it crossed across for theological lines mm-hmm. so i mean i'm if- lucky enough to have a first class relic which is the blood of saint chabelle and uh, the long story how I got it, but I don't, I don't want to get into it. But basically, it was uh, because of an exorcism I attended, uh, uh, but I ended up with it and have used it for for healing people. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, go ahead, Ann. You had a I, question. I was just wondering, among those relics that you saw in the church, was there anything that really stood out in your mind that was a, a favorite or highly unusual i believe i believe i saw a a finger bone oh. in there. Oh. that that a, a part of part a part of a finger and i thought wow that uh that to me is that's amazing to see that's something like that is just amazing you know and then, of course they've got uh you know slivers of crosses that saints were martyred on and you know things of that nature and i love it the other thing that i did see was uh if you ever get a chance if anybody goes to lackawanna new york these are great indian names so it fits right up your alleys guys because i yeah, <laughs> up, yes. up in new england man i i fit right in with everybody i could actually pronounce most of most of the places <laughs> better than i could <laughs> but, oh, new york has got some unbelievable uh, uh, native american names they're, they're, they're my daughter lived there for a couple of years, and I would drive down and think, I don't even really know how to pronounce that. <laughs> just, just go and hold up the hold up your map and point <laughs> and say, <laughs> this, this is where I got to go. But uh, there's a place, it's a basilica. It's uh, uh, Our Lady of Victory, and the, a, the Monsignor there, uh, blessed uh, Monsignor uh, Baker, he's on the fast track to becoming a saint because of miracles that he performed, and uh, uh, he's just he's just an unbelievable. Uh, he he's done some unbelievable things, and uh, they have many of his uh, uh, his relics, and many of the miracles that are attributed to him are after death when they would go in there and they would uh, uh, place a crucifix. On you know a dying person's chest, and that person would heal and live for another 20, 30 years. Uh, would have cancer, and the cancer would be gone. It was amazing. And when they exhumed his body, he had been buried in a family plot, which in the cemetery right next, you know, right along with the church. Mm-hmm. That uh, they took him over. It was a hospital at the time, Our Lady of Victory, and they were going. They opened up the coffin. And they had buried him with all his. He was embalmed, but they had buried him with all of his, uh, uh, all of the the fluids that they had, you know, t- you know, pumped out of him. Oh. The white and, and the white blood cells acted under a microscope. They acted as if they were still in a live person. Oh, wow. stop! For, for some amount of time. Yeah. So I mean, that's a that's that's some buku that's some buku hardcore stuff right there. That's nuts. And, yeah, so he's in a he's in a. Uh, uh, they brought him in, and he's he's now uh, venerated inside the church. But you know, you start looking at this stuff, and you start thinking to yourself, "Well, wait a minute. 
you know, haunted items have a really bad connotation because most of the time it's, you know, Hollywood loves to put that Annabelle and all the other stuff oh, up, yeah. all the evil and all the, mm-hmm. well, they never, they never play up the good stuff where, mm-hmm. you know, these relics can have healing, positive healing powers to them. I mean, I've got mass kits and, and exorcism kits and, and, oh, uh, you know, crosses and, and, and all sorts of crucifixes and, and things of that nature that uh, people were just like, well, according to uh, what my grandmother said, uh, this happened when they, you know, a monk was seen, you know, kneeling in front of this, this small brass cross. And I'm, I'm like, well, what do you, why are you giving it away? Well, I don't really <laughs> believe in it and I want to get rid of it. And I'm thinking oh. to myself, that would be a piece that I would keep in my house. Yeah. Now the, now the <laughs> your Annabelle dolls that that you've been collecting all you, you know how people like distress all like the dolls and that sort of thing. Mm. They make them all ugly and cracked and cracked faces and stuff. Well, this is where it came from. The guy gave me the cross, but he kept those dolls. <laughs> <laughs> like really, really. I make money with those, you said. <laughs> you know. So oh. yeah. You know, it, 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 it'll counteract, counterbalance, you know, uh, what, one cabinet I have of, like, interesting stuff that, you know, were poltergeist-influenced uh, uh, dolls or, or pieces. And, you know, I have another one where it's like I do have, like, uh, many, most of them are from uh, Roman, uh, Roman uh, Catholic uh, families. So it's, it's, it's just a neat thing. And, and crosses and, and special uh, rosaries that uh, – uh, you know, were uh, blessed by a pope, and uh, they used to hang them in the windows uh, for, for better weather or for special, uh, you know, special uh, uh, things that the, they needed the saint, a saint to help them with. And you know, people, you know, their parents and grandparents pass away, and they, you know, they remember this stuff as a kid, but they don't want it. Right. And it's like, well, I'll take it because you know, I've already got it. I've already got got it in my will where this stuff is going. Whether yeah. this guy. Whether this guy wants it or not, but he's yeah. <laughs> big box gonna land on his doorstep. Ding dong! There you it's, go. It would be oh. more like more like yes. an eight foot pod, <laughs> moving pot. <laughs> but uh, have you had any? Well, I guess you said you did have experience with some of the stuff. Have you? Has any? You've seen any manifestations from any of it? You know, not in my house at all. Okay. Surprised me. Uh, there is, we did hear like, uh, uh, there's. I have a music box, or I, I a jack-in-a-box, not a music box, and I did hear something God, like, like music coming out, and it was a parts music box is what it is, which means that uh, they had stripped it out. They stripped out the, uh, you know, the little music box uh, uh uh, mechanism out of it and there's no way it should have gone and made that noise and of course the uh the, the little clown that was in there kept popping out every so often <laughs> which 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 is, i've seen that happen but you know i i figured uh for years i had this stuff in the old house and it was all packed in foot lockers and it was packed in totes and you know and i had you know, selenite all packed in these pieces and, you know, and, and holy metals and all this stuff. So we moved to the new house. I actually have this wonderful basement where my office is and I was able to put up like four display cases just to be able to go and, and, and you know, allow all my pieces to actually have air. 
And everybody asks me, well, all these crazy pieces you got in there. Have you ever seen anything? Ever heard anything? Nothing. Nothing uh. at all. Once in a while, I get a knock out of one of the foot lockers because I have 60. <laughs> or Let 60, me out. I have 64 Ouija boards. So I, I carry, you know, I, I kind of stack all the newer ones in, in the lockers, and I have the, the older ones out on display. So every so often I'll get a knock out of those, but otherwise I really don't get any of There's no activity that, that I get. And do you, do you have a, a room devoted to this stuff? Yes. Yeah, I do. And is it, uh, is it like on display and stuff too, or yes. is it just storage? I, I put it all on display. Uh, yes. I collect two things. Uh, well, three more than two, three, more than two things. But I collect mm. the haunted objects. I collect asylum pieces, which I love, sanitarium and asylum pieces, oh, and cool. I collect, you know, pieces from haunted locations. Uh, people are like, well, my my mom had this uh, spoon from the Hotel Biltmore. Would you like it? I know it's haunted, I, not the piece, but the the, the hotel, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, I'll take that because I'll make a little, I'll find a postcard and I'll make a little display of it. And I have, you know, uh, a medical card from uh, a lady who uh, got treatment at Waverly Tuberculosis Hospital. That's cool. I've got uh, my favorite, my my two favorite pieces are, uh, one is uh, a a kerchief and uh, autograph and a photo and and her business card from Lorraine Warren, who uh, I talked to several times and finally met her met you know a few years ago and uh i always loved talking to her because we never talked paranormal we always talked about her polish roosters which which was her her pet so she you know whenever i when i finally met her she would that we we talked for a while and there was this line out the door and i i know her i know her son-in-law was like uh can we get moving here a little bit yeah that's one of my favorite that's those are my favorite pieces there and uh a friend of mine uh raymond buckland uh, oh, yeah. He, uh, yeah, I I knew him Is pretty well. Is he still alive? By the way? He passed away a couple of years ago. He had a heart That's attack. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, he was a, he was an amazing man. Yeah, I, I got some I, of his books. His books are excellent. I met him in Lilydale probably a decade ago, and uh, I didn't even know who I didn't even know who he was actually. I I read his books, but I didn't know him as a you know as a person. And we were on the. Uh, front porch of the Maplewood Hotel in Lilydale at the Spiritualist Assembly. And we're rocking, and he's talking, and he, he actually was telling me about his childhood and during the Blitz and how a, a house across the street got hit and burnt and burnt to the ground and how they, you know, had to go into the underground and stuff. Really an interesting person. And he got up and he walked away. This guy goes, do you know who he was? I said, no, I just, his name was Ray. He goes, that's Ray Buckland, the author. I go, really? And uh, I learned so much from Ray. And uh, if anybody ever gets a chance to go to Cleveland, Ohio, uh, my friend Steve has a museum. It's the uh, Buckland uh, Museum of Witchcraft and, and Magic. Hmm. And it is uh, Ray oh, for many get years. Get the show then. Oh, God, yeah. I'll send you his information. He's really, oh, he's, Steve, Steven's a great guy. And uh, he has got some some hardcore stuff. Uh, Ray had a huge collection, and now Stephen is going through. Uh, he actually got some of the collection, but he's got I think almost all the paperwork from his uh, from uh, Ray's widow Tara that they're oh, going God. through. They're preserving, and it's a it's I got I got to tell you it's uh, I've been I've been to the museum twice once in their old location and once in their larger location, mm-hmm. and it's neat. You walk in there and there's you know pieces from Aleister Crowley in there and 
uh, a ceremonial robe of one of Ray's, uh, all sorts of different di- pieces of divination and that, that he had still. Uh, and the one thing that was nice was Ray passed away shortly after the museum actually opened. So oh, wow. he was actually able to see it, and he gave it his blessing. So, yeah, Ray, I have uh, uh, an autographed picture of he and I. And, uh, and, of course, Ray had his own Ouija board, you know, his own spirit board. So right. I... Had him autograph the uh, instructions for it because I've got because that, that's in the trunk too. By the way, guys, <laughs> you know, I, I, just like that, just stuck, just stuffed away. And I just made a remark to my wife the other day. I said, you know, I said, honey, I said, I really the basement. I've run out of room. Uh-huh. I don't have any room for cabinets. I don't have any room for. She goes, don't think that you're bringing any of that stuff upstairs. No, that's it. We, we, she goes, you make do with what you got down there. <laughs> you are shut down, mister. Yeah, well, you know. Now it's... That stuff when you, uh, when you do lectures and stuff and when you go to different paragons? Oh, I take it. I, I love taking it. I have a great piece. I have this little Harlequin doll that they gave me from uh, the Burgeon Haunted House in Burgeon, New York, and I've done some work out there. And the thing was freaking out uh, the owner's granddaughter, and uh, she just wanted to get rid of it. And paranormal investigators uh, have told me that they've seen the arm move, and whenever they do any kind of EVP work near it, they get a lot of foul language and that sort of stuff. So we were there filming for something, and I can't remember what it was, and it was some, one of the shows, I don't know, uh, America's Scariest Places, something like it's one of those shows. Yeah. And uh, so she brought it out and she gave it to me. And one of the other guys that was being interviewed, all of a sudden he gets this phone call. And it was from a psychic in Oklahoma that had been at the house to do uh, uh, a sweep or, you know, an investigation. And she goes, for some reason, all of a sudden I feel like, the doll, and they they said the the name is supposedly Sadie. Mm-hmm. Sadie is scared. Oh. And I'm thinking to my <laughs> so so my the guy looks at me. He goes, "What are you gonna do with her? You're not gonna burn her or nothing, are you?" I said, "No, no, man. I'm gonna keep. I want to keep her. You know, she's beautiful." Oops, we have to tune, so we actually take a break. You're listening oh. to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation uh, right here on Tojinet and Parax Radio. We'll be right back after following messages. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. 
two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he is a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I am required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ian and our very special guest tonight, Reverend Tim Shaw. Woo. Very special guest. You guys got to go a name higher. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, I wanna, I'm, I'm looking at your website and the, uh, the photo of you in, it's in a train station. Uh, oh, the Buffalo Central Terminal. Yeah, is that where is that where it's at? That is yeah. that's so cool. And then there's this shadow on the wall behind you, like this big old creepy shadow. It's awesome. Love it. Well, that's wait a minute. I'm that creepy shadow. You yeah. know that because it was it's yeah. a double exposure. You know. So, wait a minute. You're calling me creepy, and <laughs> what's going on here now? <laughs> what can I say? No, I just like it. I wondered where it was. So that's a great place. Yeah. You are you are a spiritualist, and we 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 just got the last show. We talked with uh, Stephen Scott, who's a uh, a spiritualist medium from Scotland, and a good friend of our Anne and I. And um, you know, it's a little bit different. Like for instance, he doesn't believe that like spirits haunt places. What's your thoughts on that? You know what the problem people automatically assume is the fact that uh, they feel that all these these hauntings are done by earthbound spirits and I I, I disagree with that I believe uh, that hauntings are more more confused they're, they're more confused and when I was a kid we used to do the the spirit rescue circles where we would just go and, and convince the spirit to go on too many people out there now in, in Modern paranormal investigators are—it's—it's—it's it's, it's all black and white. It's either they're—they're they're just hanging out, or they're there because they can't move, or another spirit's oppressing them. And I don't believe in that. I believe that they can—you know—if they want to, they can—they can shove off anytime they want. Move freely. And 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 you know, I, I mean, when now, when I was going through coming up through the ranks, and I was serving the podium and serving churches, I—I was a prick. I was a uh, strict. Uh, dogmatist where i would you know follow the dogma i would believe everything that was that was handed to me and since i've actually gone out and and really got my hands dirty in this field uh i found that uh, there's no absolutes and the american churches unfortunately have become pretty watered down comparatively to the uh, ones across the pond mm-hmm. and I believe if people really want to go and they, they want to learn true spiritualism, uh, 
go and uh, see if you can contact somebody on the other side where you or the other, I won't see the other side. Nobody's dead where I want you to go to, but I, <laughs> I, I want you to go and, you know, get a hold of somebody that's in England or even Australia where spiritualism is a whole different animal over there. And it's, it, you know, sometimes I, I, you, I say to like my students, uh, some of the spiritualism that we have here is like running through McDonald's. You know, it's they, they're bending and they're, you know, choosing, you know, here uh, for, you know, for your uh, happy spiritualist meal, you know, you, you can have this, you can have this and you can have this. And this is your dogma and we can throw the rest out. And I, I'm a little bit I always wanted to have something a little bit more structured. And uh, over there, I love I love when you, you know, I, I, I listen to him talk. There's podcasts that you can pick up. There's a lot of things on YouTube if you go and you listen to a lot of the uh, English lecturers, it's it's different. So I I, I would agree with him. I, I'm not uh, I'm not I'm not a big person that believes in landlocked spirits. I'm yeah. I'm a person who believes in, you know, they might be fearful to go on, but are they the ones that are causing like negative hauntings? No, not necessarily. Uh, I, those are more victims. I think the I think the the type of the well through my experience, I think the type of spirits that really are negative that really and that's what I'll call haunting negative on this uh, are those that are parasitical or addictive, where they where they they're doing it uh, and they can they can move on if they want, but they're doing it to absorb like almost like a psychic vampire absorb that energy. They 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 don't have you know, a, a body in order fear, to, basically. Yeah. Fear, fear, vengeance, hatred, anger, all of that. stuff, all the, all your base emotions. And that's, that's what I, in my experience, those are the ones that are haunting locations. Uh, so yeah, I get some this, especially sure. in, in, in going right along with that is, do you believe in demons? Cause that seems to be a, a nice popular little thing right now. Well, Everything's I, a demon. Okay. Here's, <laughs> I used to say, no, I don't believe in demons. I don't believe in angels. Right. And I'm going to be honest with you. My church did, you know, when I was, I was brought up Roman Catholic and spiritualist, which is like, people just shake their heads at that yeah, one. That's different. But I, I don't believe, I never believed in them. Never, 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 never. So uh, I knew an exorcist that I had worked with uh, over the years. And the, a lot of times you would sit down over cigars and, you know, some, a couple, a couple glasses of booze and we would go and he'd discuss it. And finally he said, Tim, what do you call this? And he would describe a demon, you know, something negative. I said, well, that's more of your lower base, you know, energies, you know, this is something, well, what do you call a helper? What do you call this? And he looked at me, he goes, angels and demons. They're it's <laughs> just some, things. it's just the titles that you give them. That's all. You believe the same thing I believe. It's just the fact that you call them different, and I call them differently. And at that point, I said, oh, okay, now we can talk. But, yeah, everybody, what I hate right now is so many people come out and say, demon here, demon there. You've got a oh, demon. Yeah. And I have a problem with that because you're messing with somebody's life there you're messing with their psychological health mm. and you by calling by saying you've got a demon in this house or you've got a demon that's attached to you i'm like uh this is no no you you're you're influencing them you're causing them more pain you're not that's not what we're supposed to be doing 
And I mean, if I come in and I say, listen, I feel that there's a little something icky in here, you know, let's see how we can work with it. Let, let's sit down. Let me try to tell you how this stuff kind of works. And let's see if we can go together, figure out what's causing this. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, let's face it, you guys know as well as I do, you know, whenever you have something that maybe they they call demonic, first thing you look for, you look, what's the house look like? If the house is in chaos, there right. you go. That's yeah. red flag number one, you know. Uh, if, you, if you're if uh, you uh, working with somebody with a highly addictive personality, there's red flag number two. If you've got some kind of land conflict going on, there's another red flag. So you have to, there's so many things that you have to look for. And, you know, another thing is there's, People out there that I don't feel are trained. A person comes up to me and says, I'm an exorcist. Well, first of all, that's a red flag right there. (laughs) I'm a demonologist. My God, Johnny Zaffis doesn't even call himself a demonologist. (laughs) He's been in the field for how many years? You know, everybody I know that has done this for so long, they don't, that's not their titles that they give themselves. And then my next question is, well, where did you, you know, who'd you mentor under? Because I do know, I knew, you know, a few people and, uh, and they're like, oh, no, I'm I'm spiritually trained. Well, wait a minute, what do you mean you're spiritually trained? Well, no, I didn't. I never mentored anybody. I just worked with my guides and that sort of thing. And that's that's a point to me. I read some books. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah, yeah the, please don't read my books because it will lead you astray in <laughs> 10 different ways. But it, it's funny because people don't realize that. And, uh, you know, it's like you got to look at why they're saying stuff like that. So I, I'm a, I, I, you know, I, I'm kind of nasty with that stuff. You know, I don't, don't, don't pull that stuff on me. Uh, you know, our job is here to help. Our job is not here to go and feed somebody else's ego because they want to feel special about themselves. And that's what, and a lot of that, when it comes to the demon work, that's all it is. That's all it is. And nine out of 10 of them read, uh, uh, two uh, two easy primers and a quarter of hostage to the devil by the late Malachi Martin. They can get any further than a, than a quarter through the book. So, that, I mean, you gotta, you know, you've got. We're here to help people, and by classifying them as a as a demon, no, 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 no. You know, every time I get on a Ouija board and the thing spells out Zozo, I'm like, yeah. okay, you know, yeah, okay, I'll, you know, and if I'm not, and if I'm not with like you know people who have never worked with me before you know i'll i mean i'll poke the devil i'll push that thing right to the limit and i've never gotten anything bad come at me and but other people that are like a little leery it's like no i don't want you to even think about this i don't want you to get an attachment but i also don't want you to have a psychological attachment either so you know it's demons uh, i don't know you know i i'm gonna be honest with you it's to me it's all energy and if you can find the battery that short circuits that energy and makes it weaker, nine out of ten times it's the person that you re-educate how to do this and how to face this stuff themselves. It works better than you know running around with uh, sage or frankincense or <laughs> around a, dancing naked around a fire with a dead chicken. I'm telling you, <laughs> it, it, it'll 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 work better that way. Yeah. Because, I mean, because I'm Catholic, I believe in demons, so, I mean, I'm locked in that. But I don't believe that everything that they show on TV is a demon, and it's TV, certainly... TV, TV is entertainment. It is. It's absolutely entertainment. I mean, I, I've gone on exorcism with the Catholic Church, and 
it, you know, it, unless you go through it, then you really. Exactly. Oh, I agree with you there. Oh, that's a, let me tell you something. You know, as well as I do, that's a whole different animal. That's a whole different it's thing. It's nothing like they have and, on TV. I can tell you that. No, no. You I know, mean, it, on these ghost hunting shows. Yeah, well, again, it's amazing how we can find a demon and get rid of it in, oh, what, 26 and a half minutes. That, yeah, that's, just, it's okay. that's, that's easy. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible how they can do that. A little water, go. (laughs) And listen, I shouldn't be saying anything because I'm one of the people that goes on those shows. (laughs) (laughs) I may have seen this on your resume. Uh, No, it's on there. It's on there. (laughs) But the the last show we we did, uh, most haunted revisited, where I I looked at one of the shows and uh, some of the things that was said on the show. And then we we kind of discussed them, uh, you know, the theories and stuff like that. But uh, one of the things that I brought about and Stephen Scott, who is the spiritualist medium and uh, Stephen Parson, who is the parapsychologist from the UK. Well, they, they kind of didn't agree with what I was saying. But what they said on the show and, and my interpretation of it is that spirit through thought transfer they don't enter our realm, but they can, through thought transfer, they can go through various dimensions and manifest themselves uh, to appear as they want to be seen if if a certain location means something to them. So what's your thoughts on that? Is that, is that possible? Or? I agree. I agree 100%. Every thoughts are things. Things are vibratory in nature. I believe frequency. See, again, this is where I I parted ways with the spiritualist church. Because of the fact that I'm not a big, you know, classic guide, spirit guide type guy, I believe in energy. And I believe energy can go and and pass through all these dimensions. And I believe that they can go and they can change their form through manifestation of energy into anything that they want. And I'll I'll, I'll take that to my grave because as a dowser, I mean, I'm a form believer in thought forms because we used to go and we used to make thought form walls up and then they would have we would have contests to see who could find the you know the thought form walls and, and the configurations of so, it. So for those who don't know yeah. on our show, could you explain that for us? Please. <laughs> well what what we, what, you, what we would do is it concentrated energy and what we would do one of our training exercises that these the old timers taught me. They, they were like my age now, so I shouldn't yeah, stay old. You old folk. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they would go, and two of the old timers would sit there, and they would imagine this wall with like different angles uh, in it, and the two of them would sit there, and they would just focus their intent on creating an energy invisible energetic wall. So teams of us would go out there with our L rods and we would actually go up and down looking for these walls. And whenever we got a reaction, in most cases, the rods would cross, we'd put a little flag there. And what we would do is whoever, you know, there was a little prize. Whoever got the closest to the configuration won the prize. You'd be surprised at how close these things came. And, all it is is the concentration of energy. So if, you know, that's where I've really, uh, because of dowsing, I've really started to think of spirit personalities and spirit itself. And, and a lot of the stuff that goes on in these hauntings 
as energetic. And when I do uh, walkthroughs, when I do like a psychic walkthrough through a location where I bird dog looking for these energies, I'm not so much looking for spirit personalities. I'm looking for strong concentrations of energy. And if I find something, I'll stop and then I'll open myself up a little bit more and get the more get the loudest voice. That's the way I call it. Uh, I'm not one of these psychics or not one of these mediums that run through runs through these houses and has a thousand and one voices in my head. Uh, I really go for the strongest energy, and then I record it on my recorder and uh, continue on my way. And when I'm done, I like to pull the SD card out and give it to the the lead investigator and say, "See you later," because I can be in bed at midnight. Well, these are. <laughs> at four o'clock in the morning, you know, but, uh, that's, you know, that's what I love doing. And it, it's great because you can just feel that energy there and you can feel whether it's good, whether it's a little icky, if it's sludgy, you know, if it's thicker, if it's thinner, you can feel the differences in energy. And I learned all that through dowsing. And that is kind of where I, I kind of parted ways with the church because they said, Oh no, Oh no, everything is you know, spirit guides and everything. And they put too much personality on uh, what they were doing at that time. And I'm going back quite a few years. I'm sure things are different now. But uh, they just didn't, you know, it didn't meet what my experiences were. Uh And I thought to myself, oh, well, this makes sense because most of the people there are congregates. They're not active investigators. They're not really people out there doing that work like spirit, exactly. spirit rescue circles or, or going out there and, and really uh, trying to douse a land or, or, or find out in, in, a negative, in a negative situation what might be powering that. And, you know, so, I mean, they need that. I guess they need that dogma in order to believe where I needed uh, experience in order to go and feed my belief. i got to tell you a little, I mean, you'll appreciate this for as far as dowsing. Uh, we were doing an event we have for the past 10 years called Spirit Quest here every fall. And one year we did, uh, we had a map of the location. And uh, Steve Parson from the UK took five coins, plastic gold uh, pirate coins, and, and hit them in the location. And then... We had this map, and we had a, a pendulum on it, and we had a set of dowsing rods. And people could go and, and do, map dowels and try to find these coins using using the uh, map dowels and then the dowsing rods. And a girl from New York, Jessica Morowski, you might even know her. Uh, she goes to a lot of paranormal events. She's up from your way. Uh, and she found five out of six coins that were hidden very well wow. uh, by Steve. Only yep. one person knew and uh steve and uh she found five out of the six of them so we we've done i love dow i love map dowsing i teach when i teach my dowsing class i always make sure i include that and uh along with the map what i do is uh, of course i like it's in a smaller location of course i'll mm-hmm. i'll take kennedy half dollars and i'll hide them and let them do that boy but, you're rich yeah, well, <laughs> hey, they have to give them back, okay? Oh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. i got to buy coffee for the way home, okay? But uh, I use uh, witness chambers, which are pendulums that you can open up and you can put a piece of whatever you're looking for in there. We found, uh, we found actually two family cemeteries that were lost. The, nice. the stones have been tilled, you know, tipped over and, you know, dirt over the top of them. And, and they knew they were on these properties, but they had no close, they had no idea where they were. 
And uh, so we went, and a couple of us went, map, you know, decided to map dolls. And I have a little sliver of human bone. Don't ask me where I got it. But I have this little sliver of human bone that I put in one. And I got reactions. And what we did was we coordinated to that quadrant on the map uh, where we got the strongest reactions. And we found uh, the first cemetery. Uh, we were using metal probes. Uh, we found the first stone in 15 minutes. And then the second location, I think it was an hour because we got we got several sites. Uh, we've also uh, I was also uh, uh, looking for Native American uh, burial mounds that had actually been, you know, of course, wiped right out during agricultural phases. And we were actually pretty successful with those, too. So, uh, yeah, it, it's pretty neat. I love doing it. And, and it's sort of I won't say it's a, it's a lost skill. But it's something that people don't go and, and really pay a lot of attention to. Yeah. I did this up at the Paracon up at Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, and we did this great uh, investigation aboard uh, the Van Camp, which is a lake steamer now turned oh, into. Oh, cool! Oh my God, this thing is beautiful. I love their. They have they have a lifeboat from the Edmund Fitzgerald on there. It's all oh, made. Wow. Oh, it's it's amazing to see. You know, I mean, you know, you I stayed I, here. You didn't take it home with you. Oh, hey. <laughs> Big. Otherwise, I would have given them twenty bucks, and I would have tried. <laughs> on the it was beautiful. I mean, it's really an amazing thing to see. But I was shocked that you know. I mean, you got like five or six stations. They asked me to be, you know, to stay at a station and 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 work with, you know, the the public. And I was amazed. All these people come in with thousands of dollars worth of gear, and I'm not going to lie. I'm a gearhead too. But I thought, what can I do that's different that people really have never really worked with? I I brought a couple of my old, you know, cheap dowsing rods and I brought them out there and I have my set and it was amazing how we were getting interaction and we actually uh, validation later on we got names and last names uh that were spelled out through using the rods using the alphabet system uh-huh. and it was amazing and people just got were shocked <laughs> and th- th- there was a lady standing there going you mean to tell me that this backpack full of, well, I want of poop. That's not the word she used. <laughs> backpack of poop. Uh, I yeah, she can use it. Five hundred dollars. <laughs> I've got five, six hundred dollars worth of stuff in there, oh, wow. and <laughs> you come out with a bed coat hanger and you <laughs> get the stuff that we're getting. I said, well, you know, I mean, it just takes practice with it, whatever you're using. And she goes, wow. Well, next time, next time it's each dowsing, she goes, I'm going to be right right in there. So I got her name and address, and I sent her a pair of collapsible dowsing rods, you oh, know? Cool. <laughs> you, you know, it's funny. Down here, uh, Steve, uh, yeah, Steve, excuse me, uh, Tim, is that, uh, you know, on ghost hunts now, you're lucky if you don't see somebody who's dowsing. I mean, I've been teaching dowsing as part of ghost hunting for over 20 years now, and uh, everybody else has been doing it, and, you know, the it's just spread so much that like if you can't go without somebody dials and especially uh, spirit dowsing with a pendulum, you'll, you'll mm-hmm. see that all the time. Mm-hmm. I love, I love doing the uh, like, well, Ray taught me how to do that with the alphabet wheel and pendulum. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I love, he taught, he's I, the, I've taught never, you know, I've never done that. I, I know what it is, but I've never neat. done it. Yeah. It's really neat. And I, I got, I got to say that, uh, uh, I've had some success with that. I mean, of course, I've doused for years, mm-hmm. but you know, it's it's like, well, like he always said, uh, make sure that you get the same letter three times, 
so that you know that it's you know purposely it's always purposeful uh same thing with questions ask the same question three different ways in order to get the correct you know make sure that it's all the same and i mean it it was like amazing it's just amazing i i loved it i absolutely loved it and and i still use it and it's so funny because uh we were just up at the hull house in lancaster new york Oh, that's a cool house. I haven't seen for heard for about for a while. Oh, it, it's it's a beautiful place, and you know, it, it, of course, everything had to be canceled this year, so they had no revenue coming in. So, yeah. uh, myself and a couple and some other paranormal investigators, we volunteered there in order to raise money for them, mm-hmm. and uh, we did. We raised like eleven thousand dollars in three weekends. Wow, which awesome, fantastic, and they, you know, they're great people. But it was so funny to see the reactions of people with dowsing rods. They were just like, like their eyes got big, and it's like, well, yeah, anybody can do this. Here, let me show you. Here, take these old dowsing rods. Here, this is an old coat hanger with some old uh, uh, truck uh, for for sleeves. I, I use truck brake line, you know. That, that, <laughs> that, 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 the junk pile. Yeah, makes and, sense. And they loved it. I mean, people absolutely loved it. And. To me, that was that was payment enough just to see everybody's eyes open up going, what the hell? And there's a cemetery there, family cemetery in the back, and kids had, in the 60s had just destroyed it, you know, during the big satanic craze and all that. So they, everything got knocked over, and so they've been slowly returning the uh, the stones they've been wherever they find them, and they're all in nice little rows. And uh, so I was like, well, we really don't know where these stones were supposed to be primarily so i said well let's try with the dowsing rods and you know what it was hysterical because like we would like this one woman's grave it would point in one direction i'd start walking and then it would cross so it was like the stone was like two feet off of where her her headstone should be uh then um uh you know we were getting i I i think there's somebody at the door that's yes, pizza. it is pizza. Pizza from the dead. So we uh, we've got to wrap it up, unfortunately. I love that pizza from the dead. Hey, is, listen. I know that there's pizza in heaven, but is there beer in heaven? Of course, there of is. Of course, heavenly. Okay, we're all. <laughs> Any, anyways, one quick question before you go, and I, I need to know this: is that I know you have a spirit trumpet, and you've had experience uh, in the church. Have you ever had experience where you voices have come through the spirit trumpet? Yes, I have. They're muffled. I won't lie to you. Yeah. Uh, they're they're muffled, very very muffled. But I we there there was like four or five of us uh, at the séance where we actually could hear it. Uh, the one thing I did get through there was a scraping on the inside, very like like a stone was being scraped in there, oh. like it was circular. And then all of a sudden you heard it dropped, and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, I got an A port. Something came through this, and of course ah. there was nothing there. But uh. but audibly we heard it. So yeah, it's 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 neat. It's neat. I've seen him. I've seen him come off the you know levitate, and I've seen him come off the table. Oh, that's but, cool. Uh, uh, Unfortunately, we do have yeah, to go, Tim. Oh, Tim, if I love you guys. I love you guys. If some guy, if some yeah, somebody, if somebody wants to uh, contact you, how can they do that, Tim? And and how can they find out more information about you? Basically, really quickly is uh, you can go to uh, you can write me at the Black Cat Lounge at yahoo.com and uh, i'm on facebook and the other thing is is that every tuesday at 7 p.m on facebook i do a facebook live coming directly from my basement (laughs) you guys can come you guys can see uh my uh my covid relief and and what we try to do is we we started doing these uh uh 
resurrecting a lot of the, the old shows and that sort of thing, just to give people something else to think about besides how... Unfortunately, we can't resurrect this one. We have run out of time. So... <laughs> You've been listening to Ghost Chronicles uh, Next Generation with Ann Kerrigan and Ron Kolek, and our special guest, Tim Shaw. And right here on Toji Night and Pararex Radio, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Law Group. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Tim Shaw, thank you so much thank for joining us. Thank you so us. much. Love you guys. Love Good you night. Too. God bless. Good night. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.